and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. time. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your FRS Slam begins now. And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner with you. Apologies for no show Monday or Tuesday. Uh, Monday, Jamie had off. Okay, so well, no, what happened was is I needed at least 48 hours to recover from the worst pay-per-view of the year. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to touch a little bit on yes, that. Yes, we're going to talk a lot about that on the radio show tonight. Here's here's 11 p.m. Eastern. Check out the at FRS underscore slam uh, on Twitter. You almost did it. You almost I, yeah, but I didn't. Did you know why I'm a professional? At FRS underscore slam on Twitter. We'll tweet out all the links. We'll go deep into the atrocity that was that backlash pay-per-view. So you had off Monday. I did. Okay. So it, if there was going to be a podcast, it was going to be a solo podcast of me. Yes. And nobody wants that. Well, one, a solo show is very hard to do. Okay. I have a little bit of experience in doing a solo show. Very hard. Okay? You have to get some of that, yeah. Just a little bit. And two, it would have basically been me yelling for 35 minutes about backlash with nobody to counter my point, and I did not feel that that was going to be good for a productive good wrestling conversation. So I decided nothing on Monday. You just become the Alex Jones of the wrestling podcast world. And then you just if, that, if that's not already Vince Russo. Have, have, cons- have a conspiracy theory already. about everything? Yes. Okay. Love it. I could work on that gimmick. By the way, we need that gimmick on WWE television now. Ooh, that's okay. I can see that. Okay. So then yesterday... Have Jericho play, take his old WCW role of conspiracy victim. So yesterday, I have to admit to everybody that Jamie and I did not watch SmackDown. No, we did not. We went to the Taylor Swift concert. We did. Much better decision. Taylor Swift marks. Much better decision. By the way, Taylor Swift knows how to get over with the crowd. Yeah, she was, a, she, she was quite over. She cuts a, a good promo. Cuts a good promo. Roman Reigns might take a couple lessons from, from Taylor Swift. And you mentioned the man that I want to devote a lot of this podcast to because he was the center, as he normally is, he was the center of in the crosshairs of, of a lot of hatred from the yep. wrestling fandom, and not because of anything he did or really because of the push, but because of the audacity of the company to put that match on last in the first place yeah, and then... To have the match that they did, which prompted beat the traffic chance, which prompted people to leave, not a good look for the company. So you brought this up on Friday when, when we talked about our uh, predictions for the overall for Backlash and what match was going on last. And this was a fear you had, is that they were going to put that Roman Reigns match on last. And which I was, was wrong. In, in the, and it was in the back of my head, and I was like, eh, maybe they'll do that. But then I'm like, no, there's no way they'll actually do that, right? And then I went, well, it is Roman. Feels like this is well. It is Cena all over again. It's it's amazing to me, but uh, it, that was a disaster for them. And, and I know the things have come out about you know what if there was a train that, that left at eleven forty and the next one that came was one forty. I mean, I, there, there are some things that affected people walking out beyond just Roman Reigns. Okay. Can I? Can but, I? Say, can hold on. 
Can I tell you something? Yes. If I'm going to take what you just said at face value, okay. that there was an 1140 train and a 140 train leading, leaving from the New Jersey area to get people where they needed to go, right? Yes. If the main event is AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura and not Roman oh, they stay. Against Samoa Joe, that isn't even a discussion. No, they stay. We don't care what time the they trains are. You stay. But people looked at their phones, saw when the two trains were, looked up at the match they were seeing, and they're they like, said, what am I missing? I'm not missing anything. I'm, and I'm they missing left. the Roman Reigns experience? It, that is more of an indictment on... Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe and the decision to put that match on yeah. last than it is anything about the crowd maybe wanting to beat the traffic and get to the train. Well, and it doesn't even really have much to do with the wrestlers as competitors as much as it has to do about the storyline that has surrounded Roman Reigns over the last three to four years. Yes, but I don't like, think... It's not that people don't want to see Samoa Joe. It's not that people don't want to see Roman Reigns. They don't want to see Roman Reigns in this fashion. And they've been very, very vocal for... Years, plural, about that. Yeah, you, you put on a match to close a co-branded pay-per-view that has zero implications the moment the match ended. The moment yes. the bell rang, it didn't matter who won or who lost that match. And I and I get it. You, you didn't want to put Styles Nakamura on last because of the finish. Yet at least with that finish, there's this sense of, oh, what's going to happen next that can carry over into SmackDown Live on Tuesday? Did you? I, I don't want to go. I just want to take us on a slight sidebar for a second. Take us wherever talk, you'd like. We're going to talk about this more tonight. Yes. What was your thought if you had to describe in a few words the fit? What were your thoughts on the finish of the Styles Nakamura match? How many words would you like me to use? I don't know. Single digit. I'm going to use three words. Okay. An absolute disaster. I agree, and it's funny because I've, I've actually I've soured on it more as I've as the days have gone by. I said on the show, and you agreed with me that I was at the point where I was like these low blow angles. It's worked up to this point. It got you where you needed to go. It now needs to evolve. I even wrote an article for FSSlam.com about that. This needs to evolve. Now, we talked about having the club inter and interfere and Saibu Shinsuke, all the other stuff. But th the core of the conversation was you cannot continue to run this low blow angle beyond what you already have because you've extracted every ounce of heat out of it that you could get. And, and you did so successfully. It's been a success up until Backlash. You're gonna. You're starting to get significantly diminished returns now. It is becoming an annoyance. I. I. It's. It's starting to become. A, I get the sense that it's laziness. It's we don't actually know how we want to end this feud, so we're gonna keep going to the same spot over and over and over again to the point where it now doesn't mean anything. They've taken a feud that people were looking forward to. They've tried to to extrapolate it out over now multiple pay-per-views. It's probably going to reach its fourth pay-per-view by the time Money in the Bank rolls around, and I wouldn't be surprised if they try to stretch it another two months till SummerSlam. If and you wanted to stretch it to SummerSlam, you had to have a cool-down after Mania. You had to go a month or two where it was not Styles Nakamura. Or you needed Nakamura to win the belt last night and have Styles chase sure, to get his rematch. that was an option too. But if you didn't want to do that, if you want, I mean, because you, if, if you went two months... Where you had another rivalry going on, and then Shinsuke is kind of in the periphery, like he was messed with AJ Styles every once in a while, but not every show. You could delay it till then. They're involved in every show, and the problem is, is it's not that they're involved in every show; it's all the same. Right. We need an evolution now in Nakamura's character as a heel. Again, they've done a great job up until Backlash of, of building that. I, I'm not trying to be critical of that. I am saying that I think they're starting to overstay their welcome with this, I, I joke, they call it the Nutcracker Nakamura gimmick. And I, mean, I liked his promo on SmackDown. I, mean, I did actually go watch his promo on SmackDown where, you know, he uh, where he said something like, I forgot what he said exactly, but it was like, Renee's like, we all know you speak English. Oh, and this is, yeah, I yeah, forgot. I forgot right now. Yeah. So no, no speak English. So like, 
I like where they're going with this, but the problem is, is you can't give us this. It's like ending every match with a dusty finish. At some point, we're like, the, the suspense, the shock, the surprise doesn't mean anything anymore. You've, you've desensitized us to that type of a finish. It would be blatant revisionist history of me to to say right now, I told you so. I told you so when it came to Nakamura being a heel, because that would me be me cherry picking the situation that Nakamura currently finds himself in. But I will make this point. When Nakamura turned heel at WrestleMania, and the next day you and I did a podcast sitting in this room, I said to you, my fear is that they are going to get to a point with Nakamura where it's just going to become the same thing over and over again, right? They're going to book him the way they book every heel, and it's going to be generic heel, version, whatever we're on now, and there's going to be nothing different to Nakamura. I mean, they're, I mean, we're they're booking him differently than, getting than they towards normally that. would for a heel, at least in, in recent time. Just the problem is, is they're not evolving the heel character now. Right. Or to and, the and point where it, they got every ounce of heat out of it. They got it what they needed to do. Now they needed to move on. Now they needed something else. I thought going with the classic leader of a stable, being the, the video game boss and you have to go through the lackeys to get to Nakamura. Like, all of those things would be an evolution in character that would make sense for the feud and actually would make the feud... Hotter because now you're doing something different, especially to give Shinsuke the belt. You run that scenario that we talked about on the show. And again, I, I know it's sometimes self-aggrandizing to say, well, we have this idea, so we think it's freaking awesome and nothing else could match it. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just presenting an alternative storyline opportunity that would have freshened up a hot angle. It's just an example of something that they could have done if they would have just sat down for 10 minutes and thought about it. Because now it's it's you still have AJ chasing Shins, or AJ mad at Shinsuke for low blows. That's what he's been mad about for a month and a half now. We would have been even more upset if the club screwed him out of the title. His old friend screwed him out of the title. Shinsuke's got the belt, and now he can't get to Shinsuke because he's got to get through the club. So and, and you're building up a babyface style. So now it's the exact same feud. You're going to get to the same point, but the entire story is different. So it feels fresh. Also, this doesn't feel fresh right now. Also, if we if you go that way, and to your point, we're not trying to say, hey, our idea is this much better, but let's just take this example for a moment. You want to get to money in the bank, right? Yes. What if you what if you said, you know what, I want to get this feud to SummerSlam? And then at Money in the Bank, it's AJ Styles and a partner of his choosing against the club with Nakamura in their corner. Now all of a sudden Nakamura's on the show, albeit not in a wrestling capacity, but he's on the show. Styles is on the show. You keep him away from the mm-hmm. money in the bank, which by the way, those briefcases look horrendous. They're awful looking. You get them on the show. You do something that builds towards the feud, and guess what? Guess who's gonna guess who's gonna win? Despite all of the cheating ways of the club and Nakamura, Styles and his partner. And you know who his partner could be? Oh, I don't know. Let me let me just go through the rolodex of people who are over on SmackDown. Mm, I don't know Rusev. Yeah. I know Rusev beat Daniel Bryan on SmackDown last night to earn a Money in the Bank qualifying spot, and the dreams of them pushing Rusev have now re-entered my my brain it, again. It's fascinating. They're, it's it's I I have no idea what they're doing when, with Rusev. Good, bad, and different. I have no idea. Just when you think you know, you could put Daniel Bryan in that spot if you if if because yeah. here's here's a a there's a legitimate theory, and I and I may subscribe to this that the WWE doesn't want to put Bryan in the Money in the Bank ladder match out of safety concerns when he just got back. I'm okay with that. I also believe that, one, there are some safety concerns with that because he got hurt in the IC. If I'm not mistaken, he got hurt in the IC WrestleMania ladder match. Um, when, yes, when he, he did. Back there. I also think you, if he's in that match, he, he has, has to, to win, win it. And, and, this, and this is your point. You made this with the greatest – to a extent with the greatest Royal Rumble. Like, he can't win it because then people are going to expect more. If he's in that money in the make match, you run the risk of – the person you actually want to get over with that belt. Because, by the way, you don't need a Money in the Bank to get Daniel Bryan in the main event. 
No. I mean, that's that's the reality of it. Daniel Bryan can be put in a main event tomorrow and nobody would bat an eye. Nope. So you don't need to give him the briefcase. He's already a main eventer. You know no. what I mean? Right. It's like giving Seth Rollins the briefcase right now. I, I, I doesn't, it wouldn't make much sense to me because you could put Seth Rollins in a universal title match and nobody would feel like it was out of place. Uh, Seth Rollins should be the next person to get a universal title match. Absolutely. Uh, I, wrote, I wrote a story on that Tuesday. On FRSSlam.com, you can read that. Uh, and I laid out the case that we have spent, and uh, when I say we, I mean the collective wrestling community, and I'm, I don't want to speak for everybody because I know there are people out there that haven't, but we as the wrestling community have utilized every opportunity to take down Roman Reigns. There hasn't been a lot of discussion about, hey, they should do X, Y, or Z. It basically turns into, this is why Roman shouldn't be the guy. What are they doing? Why are they so stupid? Or at least the guy is a babyface. Right. You and I have been very adamant that if we were starting a wrestling promotion today... I'm drafting Roman Reigns number one overall as my top heel. There's a very strong chance I draft Roman Reigns number one. As my top heel. And if it's a WWE talent only... He's definitely number one. Do you remember our our old As podcast that we did in this studio yes. with the long table where you and I did a draft around the yes. time the first brand split was? Yeah. And I literally looked you in the eye because I gave you the first pick and I said, I'm going to make people mad. And I took Roman Reigns with the yeah. first pick that I had and said, that is my top heel. And I think that's important because I feel like there's a, there's the vitriol surrounding Roman Reigns has gotten to a point where I think a lot of fans have forgot why they're upset. And they've started to get upset about Roman Reigns, the person slash wrestler. Roman Reigns, the wrestler, has improved dramatically in the now, last two years. Now, his matches over the last couple of months have left a lot to be desired. The WrestleMania Correct. match was bad. I didn't think the greatest, Rumble, the greatest Royal Rumble match was all that good. And this match against Joe, whoever produced it, I believe it was Michael Hayes, by the way. I think I've seen that. There's a leaked sheet that I think had Michael Hayes listed as the producer. They've been bad. They have not been great. So I tried to offer a solution. And that solution was... Well, the part of why it's not great is, like, look, look at the Reigns-Joe match in particular. They're trying to build Roman Reigns as a scratch-and-claw babyface. They're trying to make him Daniel Bryan. He's not a scratch-and-claw babyface. That's not what he is. He's Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Like It didn't make sense when they did that with Cena at first either because they look like how they look. If you're AJ Styles, if you're Sami Zayn, if you're Daniel Bryan, you're if Johnny you're Johnny Gargano, Bal- Balor, if you're Johnny Gargano, even if you're Seth Rollins or Dean Ambrose, you can try to build a, somebody that way because they are either... S- Average size, slightly above average, or slightly below average sized males. You Roman in the in a scheme of wrestling. In a scheme of wrestling, yes. Nobody looks at Roman Reigns and says that's somebody that can't that is at a disadvantage physically. Now you might say Daniel Bryan's at a, a physical disadvantage because of his height, but his technical ability, his wrestling skills, bring Make him up, up to the next it. level. But when somebody like Big Cass is beating up on him, or the Big Show is beating up on him, or or Brock Lesnar is beating up on him, you go, oh man, I hope he's okay. Nobody's doing that for Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns looks is like what people aspire to look like. And I'm sorry, people just don't buy the 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 new version of Roman Reigns where he's whiny, he's tattletailing on they, everybody. What was the Raw promo when the bell goes ring a ding ding or ring a ding or like why are they doing this again? Why I, I don't are have they an doing this you. to him? Why are they writing those lines for him? He's clearly that's clearly not coming from Roman Reigns. So. As you know, this company makes heels better than they do babyfaces nowadays. But I can think back to a time when a member of the Shield got a match against the Authority at a random house show. It was called Roadblock End of the Line. Dean Ambrose against Triple H. That is one of the hottest crowds I've ever seen for a title and match. And again, in I a will long say that's time. the best wrestling match that Dean Ambrose has had in WWE. Yes, that was an, a phenomenal match, and he should honestly should have won the belt. He that night. should have won the belt, or what he should. I have get done, why he didn't. I just he should have won the belt that night. Or what they should have done. And I can understand you wanting to keep Triple H and Roman as the match of mania. Fully understand What that. you should have done is 
had Ambrose make a legitimate claim of my feet weren't under the ropes, I got screwed, you need to add me to that yeah. match. That needs to become a triple threat match. That was a story people would have bought. So you can make a baby face. So I went back into the time bank. Do you remember, oh, I don't know, sometime in around February, you, I, a couple of our friends, we went to a Monday Night Raw. We did. We saw the weirdest match in WWE history. That we hated, and then there was a pivot point in that match where we went from hating it to thinking this was actually not only a great match, but a pivotal point for one particular wrestler and a pivotal point for Raw. And that was the gauntlet match in which Seth, it was an, a match that was an old, like an hour and a half or something like yeah. that. And, and the first part, of the, the first match was like 35, 37 minutes. And Seth Rollins went over an hour. And that was the moment that Monday Night Rollins cemented itself as a staple of Monday Night Raw. That is what brought Rollins back. You know, like sometimes yes. you have this athlete that comes out or like you have a golfer that is maybe, you know, I mean, I'm not going to use the Tiger example because then I'm having a Stossen one again. But where... They were at the top of their game for a while. They went away. There's injuries, whatever it was. And then they have that dominant tournament. And everybody goes, that's the pivot point. And they, they take that and they run with that momentum. That that's what Seth Rollins. Rollins did. Because Seth Rollins was – everybody liked Seth Rollins, but he was the mid-card fun guy to watch as a babyface. He had he had never, ever been above a mid-carder as a babyface solo act on WWE for more than a short period of time. And then that night, people – gained an immense amount of respect for him. And they also remembered, they went, that's the Seth Rollins we love. That's the Tyler Black that walked into NXT. That is the Seth Rollins that came up with the shield. That was the Seth Rollins that was in the authority. That was the guy that we were looking for. And he has taken that ball and he's run with it. And he is right now, aside from Braun Strowman, the hottest baby face on their roster. And can you imagine the story? By the way, it doesn't look like Brock is working money in the bank based on rumors. So the next logical place for Brock would probably be SummerSlam. Can you imagine the story? Seth Rollins between now and let's say July drops the, the Intercontinental Championship. And the story is he wins a number one contendership in some capacity or, or however it ends up, he yeah. wins the opportunity to face Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam for the Universal Championship. And Paul Heyman com comes out in television and said, Seth Rollins, you can't sneakily run down to the ring with your money in the bank briefcase in the middle of a match and beat the beast who you didn't even pin. And he can cut all those promos for yes, weeks. He can. And for Seth Rollins, the promo can be, I have to prove that that wasn't a fluke. Yeah. I have to prove that I can actually beat Brock Lesnar. That's a baby face that you believe in. Yes, and you can also tease the angle there. Again, if they want to do it, I'm not, again, this is just going back to the Cena heel turn that we waited for for seven years. If they wanted to turn Roman Reigns heel, or at least plan to I know exactly doing where you're that, going. You talk about how well it was like like Seth can talk about how well I be, I've beaten Roman, but I've never beaten Brock. Or you have the other side where you have Roman that's jealous of Seth Rollins' opportunity, where Seth Rollins is looking to him to be a friend and supportive. Of, hey, you know, any advice you've been in there with Lesnar a bunch? You know, uh, any advice for me or what? You know, what what have you seen? And you start to see a slow progression over the weeks where Roman Reigns just becomes a worse and worse friend because jealousy starts to take over. I should be in that match. Why is Seth, why is Seth in that match? It should be me. I beat Lesnar in that cage match. I should get another shot, not him. Can I one-up you? Sure. Roman Reigns should win Money in the Bank and cash in on Seth Rollins after he wins that would be SummerSlam. Excellent. You want to come full circle, make Roman Reigns your top heel, make Seth Rollins your top babyface? That is a that golden ticket to... To skyrocket running that Raw to the moon. Yeah, and you could run that through the Rumble if you wanted to. I mean, it, it, that feud. It would be excellent. That 
But you, it, and you do the same thing. You lay that groundwork of Roman is like, ups, you know, Roman's annoyed that Seth gets that title shot. But I get it. It's a little bit tougher to get annoyed at Seth Rollins for getting a title shot if he has the money in the bank for like a month and a half before the SummerSlam. True. And, and th- unless... What you're going to have to do... Oh, wait a minute now. What if we, we replay that whole thing? Seth Rollins has Brock Lesnar beat, and who comes running right. down the aisle at right. SummerSlam but Roman Reigns with right. the briefcase? And he pins Seth. So he can now say, well, I've beaten Brock, but he hasn't beaten Brock. Yeah. And now you keep that Brock card in your back pocket for whenever you need it. Now, the only, the only issue with that theory that I have is if you give Roman the briefcase at Money in the Bank, because, by the way, he, he loses the triple threat match after the biggest babyface in the company, Jinder Mahal, screws him over because the Uniondale, New York crowd loved that Jinder Mahal screwed Roman Reigns. I tend to think that Kurt Angle is going to set up Jinder Mahal versus Roman Reigns for a Money in the Bank spot. Very possible. Uh, and I think Roman is going to win. If yeah, Ro- I think Roman's going to win, yes. If Roman wins the Money in the Bank... I think it becomes obvious. No. Well, yes. So you have so to, people like us, but here's what you do. You have Roman Reigns be the ultimate babyface at first. I have this money in the bank. Here's the deal, guys. You, and, and again, if you have something set up where you have, you've worked yourself into Rollins and Brock but that's what, for SummerSlam see, to already. See, to me, if Roman wins the briefcase in next month, I think they're going that way. No, no, no. But let's say, so now they get to the point where he's got the briefcase and then we have Rollins versus... Brock Book. And everyone's and putting the pieces together. At that point, Roman's got to be like, you know, hey, look, I, I, I'm look, I'm, I'm not some sleazeball. I'm not Edge. I'm not going to do the ultimate opportunist. Did. I'm not going to cash in in the middle of a, a WrestleMania match, Seth. Here's the deal. The winner of Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar, I want, I, whatever, I don't know what the pay-per-view right, right after that. Yeah, is. September, it's probably no mercy. Okay, so I, I'm going to make this simple, guys. The winner of that match, one-on-one, you versus me, no mercy. I am telling you where I'm going to cash in. It's going to be blah, blah, blah city. I don't know where they're having it. At blah, blah, blah arena, at no mercy. I don't care who it is. If it's Brock, I'll beat him up. If it's Seth, you're my brother. But if I have to beat you up, I'll beat you up. And then you continue to him run this promo that, oh, no, I'm cashing in at no mercy. I'm cashing in at no mercy. And then still come out at some And do you want to know why that's awesome? Because we've seen people do that before. CM Punk did it with the briefcase. Mm-hmm. John Cena did it. it. You you tell them A where you're going to do it. Tell them when they're right. going to do it. So you know what? If you have him beat that idea to the ground and then he shows up, I can see Michael Cole now. Well, he didn't actually officially cash it in. He can still cash it in at any time. And then Roman beats him. He cuts a heel promo the next night. Now they're never going to do this because they're not going to turn Roman. No, they're not. But the the ability in one night. To go from the universal title scene, meaning nothing with the belt around Brock Lesnar, to shooting it to the moon in about a 10-minute span would be incredible. And it's an easy storytelling technique. You don't have to do this. Again, this didn't take that much imagination. No, we've been sitting here for 10 minutes. Again, there are – I can think of – if you gave me like two hours, I could think of 100 different heel scenarios that would make Roman Reigns a top star on their their show. The problem is is they're just – they're refusing to do that. And so I believe if they ever flip that switch in their head, and that Vince McMahon ever flips that switch in his head, there are so many avenues in which they could successfully take him that I'm not worried about what happens if and when that happens. The question is if it happens, because it's not going to happen as a babyface. Correct. Um, so uh, my piece basically said Seth Rollins should challenge Lesnar at SummerSlam for the belt. Now, I did, maybe I said money in the bank, but I did not go as far to do our Roman theory that we just came up with. I think that's a great addition to it. But Seth should 
Seth needs to be the guy. Yes. And I think having the Intercontinental title right now is a good way to keep him out of Money in the Bank to ultimately set him up to be the yes. challenger for SummerSlam. Although the rumors say that it's going to be Brock or, uh, I'm sorry, Roman or Braun to be the next person to challenge uh, Lesnar. I mean, they're, they're, Braun does need to get the belt at some point in the next year. Uh, Ro- here, but by the time we get to the next WrestleMania, Braun's got to have a, a title run. Because Braun is, I don't think Braun is a long-term top guy. Well, those, again... Giant, uh, what Big Show was able to do for as long as he was able to do it is unbelievably uncommon. Usually these big guy gimmicks, they have a three to five year window and that is it. Because at some point, people get sick of you beating everybody all the time. Like if Braun Strowman, because it's tough to evolve the Braun Strowman character to where uh, beyond what it is now. Mm-hmm. So at some point, if this continues to happen for two, three, four years, people are going to start to be bored by it. You're going to have to give him that payoff at some point. You've already had him lose clean to Lesnar once. I think losing clean to Lesnar again is a bad idea. So the next time he's in a, a universal title match, he's got to win it. Yeah, and, and, and that's why I, I think if you're going to do it, you have to do it at SummerSlam. But I just think right now Seth is just on another planet with what he's been able to do. And, and I, I think that would be... He's going to get away from Roman as a babyface challenger. Roman as a heel challenger versus Braun Strowman, as, is, there's money written all over that. Yeah, no. If Braun, Braun Seth, there's money in that. If Braun wins the belt, you're going to go... And Braun Seth is two babyfaces, and there's still money in that. Yeah. If Braun wins, they're going to go back to Braun Roman, and it's not going to work the way they think it's going to work. Not if Roman's the babyface. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Again, weird. Again, it's not the combination of the people. It's the combination of the storylines. Mm-hmm. And it, it's mainly Roman Reigns. Yeah, it, it, it's the Roman Reigns storyline. Not Roman Reigns the wrestler, not Roman Reigns the person. Not even, again, aside from the you know, ring-a-ding-ding, suffering suck attach stuff that they make him say every once in a while. It's not even the promos. It's the fact that people don't view him as a babyface and they're tired of it being shoved down their throats. So we, we've just, we fixed WWE's problem again. Yeah, so it, just, but it's obvious. We've known this. I know. They, I, and deep down, they know it too. They're being stubborn. Clearly, they know it. If they give us another Brock Roman match at SummerSlam, they get what they deserve. They do. I, I, they, they get, they what, get they what they deserve. In Brooklyn, you, in you New York, you have stars. You have stars now. Yeah, and, it, and it's it's fascinating to me because, look, Vince McMahon still call as it's told by everybody that works there. Ultimately, Vince McMahon still calls the shots. Yes, he does, and he has and every right to. He has been extremely hands on with Braun Strowman. That character has worked. He has been extremely ha- – Braun, Braun actually talked about it. I know, which is why it. this whole thing doesn't make but any sense that's, to me. Because it's a blind spot for one person. Because you know who else has really caught Vince McMahon's eye and he has let run basically an entire show? AJ Styles. AJ Styles. So it's not that Vince is incapable of seeing what the fans want and appreciating different styles of wrestling. Because there are no two more different wrestlers right now than AJ Styles and Braun Strowman. And both that Vince McMahon believes in and has hands-on ability working with and are both at the top of their cards on respective shows. Mm -hmm. So it's not that he's lost touch completely with what's going on. He has lost touch with this Roman Reigns character. But it's affecting his whole show. It is. It is. But like this is the fascinating thing to me. Because there's so much that is being booked well... There's so much talent there. I don't understand what this blind spot with Roman Reigns is as a babyface. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And uh, and, I, and I think the, we're just going to continue going with this. And it'll be a fascinating case study f- five, ten years after 
we get past this big push to see to see how much it hurt business and if it hurt business at all. It'll be very interesting to see. Uh, Jamie, you have a, a, a big fancy meeting to attend to or something or other in a couple of minutes. Meetings. Or Roman Reigns cut promos about them. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna cut this podcast a little short today because I think we should take some of these topics here today and extrapolate them a little bit. Yes, t- we'll talk a lot about them and a lot about backlash and a lot about the problems that just continue to put to permeate through the company when they make the same exact mistakes. I would like to tease something for the radio show tonight that you don't know that we're going to do and I'm hoping you say yes to. I wrote a story today about Okada Omega 4. I think we should get into that a little bit tonight. We should. It's actually, it's, uh, uh, it's a good story. (coughs) Excuse me. Wow, look at that. Uh, But yeah, you you, you should read it uh, and about why it should be the end of their feud. Yeah, I think it's the, I think it needs to be the end and I think it needs to be the end in a way that a lot of people are not going to like. Because I think it is the right people way. People in one particular part of the world. Yes, and I and I think it needs to end that way for a a reason. Uh, and I use a example of Hollywood and the movie scene to illustrate this. So point. please read that article on frsslam.com, and then again follow us on Twitter at frs underscore slam. We will be tweeting out the links to our show, all the segments of our radio show tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern. And if you can't stay up that late, because it is late, uh, uh, the next following Jamie morning. posts the show yes. the next morning on the website, so frsslam.com. You can listen to it in full on, on the website. So, all right, uh, Jamie told you the Twitter account frs underscore slam frsslam.com. Uh, everything gets tweeted there. Podcast, you follow it on Anchor, FRS Slam Radio, Apple Podcasts, and iTunes, FRS Slam Radio there as well. And also you can find us, Pocket Cast, Overcast, FRS Slam Radio. And like I said, it gets tweeted out on the Twitter account and gets posted on the website as well. All right, guys, that is going to do it for us here today. If you are joining us later tonight, we will talk to you later tonight. If not, we will talk to you tomorrow.